Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Like I said, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So it's come to this. It's a cruel summer. Oh, baby. And it has really come to this. It really did come to this. It uh, came pretty unexpectedly to this, actually. It is. Uh, I'm Charlie. I'm Eric. Uh, this is a movie podcast. And we had very different plans on what we were going to record today. But it's summer. It's like a perfect summer day. It's so nice out. It was great. It was like 78 today. Yeah. We're just chilling outside on the balcony, enjoying this summer day. We were originally going to... We'll we'll get to this one soon, but we were going to talk about Tales from the Hood. <laughs> we were, <laughs> which seems ridiculous now. Which now in the rear view feels way different than yeah. where we end, wound up. But it was such a nice day, we realized this episode was going to drop right around 4th of July. Mm-hmm. So we thought, oh, last year we did Jaws. We did. Kind of a perfect Great uh, summer movie. Summer movie, yeah. you know, 4th of July movie. So we got the idea, what's another summer movie we could get into and... Talked about some great, you know, just full coming-of-age kind of movies that take place over the summer. Or then, I Know What You Did Last Summer. Oh, yeah. You know, so... That, I might have gone that direction if that movie didn't, like, suck <laughs> so hard. I mean, I haven't seen it in 25 years. Maybe uh, an older distinguished me will appreciate Maybe. it. Maybe. Yeah, I didn't you get know, the nuance of... I haven't uh, seen a Jennifer it, Love movie the- in a while, and... Uh, you know, Wet Hot American Summer, we were... That was on the list. Yeah, Summer Camp movies. Oh, yeah. We could have gone Porky's. Sure. Something like that. Meatballs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All the meatballs. Ernest goes to. Yeah. <laughs> so we had options. Heavyweights. <laughs> oh, heavyweights. We had options, guys. Oh, God. And we landed on... Jaws 5. <laughs> Cruel Jaws. Cruel Jaws. The unofficial sequel. The lied about sequel to... by the master of uh, false advertising, <laughs> Bruno Mattei. I know we've said that we're going to do more Italian movies, but in my head, <laughs> I, I was picturing like classy giallos. Right, about, right, right. You know, a classy giallo about a guy with a weird uh, sex fetish because of his mom or something. You know, something classy. Yeah, like the Italians do. Yeah, and... Uh, I was not expecting when I opened the door to record today that we would land on Cruel Jaws. I'm kind of glad we did, though. I couldn't be happier that we watched Cruel Jaws. It's kind of a perfect summer movie. What a picture. Now, (laughs) now, I had always heard rumors of this movie. This is one of those unreleased movies kind of thing, because of, uh, for reasons. This has a 1995 date on the, you know, IMDb and whatnot, but this movie is one of those that you, you couldn't find anywhere. Yeah. And it was a straight to video anyway, but right. it it uh, was not allowed. <laughs> it was frequently the uh, it broke in some lawsuits yeah. from using a lot of trademark infringes, and uh, no one wanted to release it because yeah, you could get sued because this movie basically directly rips off and lifts footage from about five other shark movies, yeah, including, including most of Jaws. the Jaws movies, yeah, yeah, a couple Jaws, a couple of other Italian movies i thought that was weird too like, <laughs> he's, just, he's just eating his own man like that yeah <laughs> he's, he's, if you made a shark movie bruno Bate is gonna he's gonna look for what to lift exactly and yet this movie is so much more charming 
than it could have been for a guy just cobbling together a movie. And make no mistake, it's it's a lot of badly done stuff. Bad acting, bad effects. I uh, mean, less than 10 minutes in, we get a scene where all the actors start walking. Oh, man. At the that's scene. when I knew we were going <laughs> to get something that's special. That's when we were in it. Like, Yeah, literally like five minutes in, the, the character of Billy has come home to the aquatic park. Yeah, and, Billy. And uh, he's with his family. And yeah, you just you can almost hear <laughs> Bruno Matai going, action, and then starting Everybody, to walk. Everybody, the four group of people just all start up at once. That's You really know, all right, we're... We're crossing into a different line. Yeah. We're crossing into a different shark. Like, movie even in the editing room, you yeah, gotta know to shave that, man. shave that first half a second where they're clearly not moving and then they start walking. There's gotta they... be some kind of like uh, five obstructions kind of thing going uh-huh. on with Italian genre schlock filmmakers because it's like that one scene in 1990 Bronx Warriors who that director's shark movie got ripped off heavily for this <laughs> right. movie. Deep Blood. <laughs> you know? yep. uh, but there was this scene in 1990 Bronx Warriors where a guy basically pulls up on his motorcycle and eats shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's supposed to be a cool guy just like pulling up to the club. And it's like him going, whoa, 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 whoa. Like skidding his bike into a brick wall. And then the scene just cuts right out. Like, why did why did we, why did we that guy that? eat? Why why did we not trim this by one second? Yeah. So there's got to be some rule. It's like, no, nah, you filmed it. It goes yeah. in. We're not doing a second take, uh-uh. and we're not. You, we got we're not, a, not using this footage. We got two days to edit this. <laughs> yeah. We're cutting scenes whole. I'm not. Tri- I'm not going in with a magnifying glass and scissors. Exactly. We're keeping that real. And you know what? That's what I do when I edit this podcast. I say, you know what? We're not trimming anything. <laughs> we're pretty warts and all with a lot of. Uh, yeah. We could. We we'd be more. Successful we're the cruel jaws of podcasts. I've just discovered. <laughs> No, we uh no this but yeah this was uh always something I feel like I'd heard about on the internet and the rumors of this Jaws five yeah there's a cup there's like several legendary non and of course nothing to do with Jaws no, no no affiliation well they do make a couple of uh, we're not allowed to say this kind mm-hmm. of references there's something earlier where it's like. There's only one shark I know that could do a bite like that. Like, look at the camera like, right, right? <laughs> you guys know the famous shark. It's Jaws. But yeah, to call your movie even Cruel Jaws. Cruel Jaws is cool, but That's a Jaws cool 5, Cruel Jaws. That's also <laughs> it's cool. Like, it's double the Jaws in the title. Yeah. It's like Jaws, Jaws Revenge, Cruel Jaws. <laughs> I love the genre of stolen valor you know the way that i just love it man i love the dog pile i love the rush to be like yeah call it zombie 2 oh yeah you know that's that's very italian i mean it's in line a legendary movie like zombie one of the best actual zombie movies of all time was still calling itself you know like they're trying to leech off dawn of the dead exactly which was called zombie in, in Italian markets, and so they were zombie too. So the idea that even the good movies were like, yeah, 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 let's jump on this. Mm-hmm. Let's take this title. But then when you get to stuff like Zombie 5, which is about killer birds, oh. it's like, man, we are in the weeds on these zombie sequels, people. You know, some of these, it's just so good. There's great ones like Prom Night 2, which has no- oh, yeah, yeah. nothing to do with Prom Night. I mean, nothing at all. But instead, it's this cool, weird, supernatural, like David Cronenberg kind mm-hmm. of movie. Its own thing. 
for well, some reason called Prom Night 2. Even Slumber Party Massacre 2. Yes. Just way different. Totally bizarre sequel that yeah has no Star real rock tie and to the roll first one. Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Movie. Love that. <laughs> you know. But this movie is smart enough to go like, all right, we got the giant shark thing. It attacks people. But you know what those Jaws movies don't have? Secret government experiments. Yes. And Chicago Check. gangsters. Dude, <laughs> this movie introduces some great characters and plot elements. This thing went in some directions that I did not They expect. really fill the 90 minutes with. <laughs> that mafia angle comes in an hour into a movie. is insane. It's pretty great. But you get a distracting cast of characters that are all doing their different forms of bad acting. It's it's familiar like to a movie like Troll 2, mm. except if that guy wanted That's to make a, a shark movie. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's kind of great. This is a this is, highly yeah. entertaining movie. That's a movie. good comparison, actually. This, you know, this could be the Troll 2 of shark <laughs> movies. It's incredibly entertaining. It's, it's finally come out. And like you said, it has kind of a legendary... Uh, like this was a sequel that wasn't released, kind of like it's a infamous Grizzly Two, right, right. You know, which has George Clooney and there's a lot of movies like that that a famous person was in it. Like, oh, Laura Dern's in a weird sequel, and mm-hmm. either their publicists have squashed it or something is keeping it. And this was just its clear. Uh, if you want to make a movie, man, I guess just steal liberally from every other movie. Well, if, if music, you, video. If you want to make a movie everything. you can't release, then yeah, yeah absolutely. But yeah. it's finally out. There's a Blu-ray upgrade from Severin, a Blu-ray uh, of uh, of Cruel Jaws. That's so what did, did just enough time pass that Spielberg can no longer sue? I have no idea, man. I have no idea how you can release this with some of the. Uh, <laughs> there must be some agreement. Yeah, right, right. It probably only came to an agreement because if it had come out in the peak DVD era when. Small movie DVDs were selling a hundred thousand copies. It's weird to think, but my Manhunter DVD mm. on the spine, it's like a joke. It says edition of a hundred and fifty thousand, like a numbered copy. Wow, <laughs> like a hundred and fifty thousand. We don't need to number these. That's a huge selling disc. Honey, I got number 330,000. Yeah, like, holy sh- that is so many. 150,000 people bought Manhunter on DVD? That's insane. That's like a Lord of the Rings movie, you know? And it's because now Blu-rays are, you know, in, like, I've bought Blu-rays that are in quantities of limited to less than 500 right yeah these it's it's a, these companies are putting out these are boutique this is a very releases. blu-ray releases are very boutique now yeah. it, it can be very expensive uh and since they're pressed in such small quantities they can go out of print quick oh yeah and so these movies that got this deluxe lavish treatment for such a pile <laughs> it's like finally it can be seen again and then the blu-ray of it is limited to 2,000 copies and then it's gone so it's this weird it's a weird time we're living in. Uh-huh. So it must have gotten so unprofitable to release a movie that there was no more money left to be made suing for, for Cruel Jaws. I, I, I feel like that might be what it is. And it's like, you know what? They're only going to make 2,000 of them. Like, eh, yeah. Whatever. Let them put it out, exactly. I guess. It's been 25 years. Fine. <laughs> Who cares at this point? We've made enough money. After Jaws Revenge, they were probably like, you know what? Fuck it. Let Cruel Jaws do its thing. Exactly. On IMDb, Jaws Revenge has a lower rating than Cruel Jaws. This is a better movie than this Jaws is a the much Revenge. better movie. Yeah, this is 
better than most shark movies I've seen. Hmm. It's it's worse in a lot of ways. <laughs> but I would watch Cruel Jaws multiple times before any of the Megalo Shark versus Croctopus. Any of those right. bad sci-fi ones. Any of the lower shelf Redbox movies. Right. Sharknados. Shark any of those. And I saw the Meg in the theater. This is way more entertaining mm. than the Meg. And the shark is just as fake because the Meg is a 90-foot shark. And you're like, well, great. 90 feet. You made the shark too big, dummies. <laughs> you can't make a shark the size of a skyscraper. If a building Ridiculous. was chasing me, I would go like, well, fuck it. Ridiculous. Like, I have zero chance here. So you can't make a building shark. See, that's the difference between you and Jason Statham. He, you, you flight. He fights. Statham just doggy I'm, paddles I'm out to you. I'm gonna punch a shark in the face. <laughs> cool bald guy energy, just punching a ninety foot shark. No, cruel jaws. Yeah, they're they're using some fake sharks. Yeah, they're ripping off footage. But again, the point we've made before. Yeah, sometimes the shark is a, a tiger shark. Sometimes it's a great white. Sometimes it looks like a porpoise. Yeah, sometimes very porpoisey nose yeah. on some the, of those the, shark. The archival shots. footage they liberally take from, yeah. Uh, but as we've brought up before on the Jaws cast and other times, sharks look fake. Yeah, real sharks look fake. So a fake shark in a movie is gonna be pretty good. If you have a big sharp-toothed fake gray wooden shark emerging out of a water. Looks cool to me. Yeah, yeah. Looks pretty scary. There's some really good shots of, yeah, the shark coming out of the water with a guy in his mouth or uh, a helicopter shot is yeah. really great. I mean, you compare that to Deep Blue Sea, which came out in 99 as all CGI shark. Looks terrible. Right. These sharks look hand-drawn in <laughs> Deep Blue Sea, man. It's awful. And it looks better than the Batman 66 shark hanging on his leg. <laughs> He's got to get the shark repellent while he's in the helicopter. So he learns some things here. But it's a special kind of movie that you get this really weird cast of non-actors. And it's a great cast of non-actors. What a collective bunch of weirdos. Oh, yeah. With odd line delivery. Clearly a man who has no idea how to write for Americans. We get characters like the surprise uh, disabled girl. Oh, sure. Wow. What a weird child actor that was. Very strange. Very, Very weird vibes with this kid. Yeah. <laughs> we A lot of people hold their mouth weird in this movie. You notice that is this a, is this a thing where they where they're just doing it in random languages and it's we're seeing an actual dubbed thing? I think it was an an Italian written movie performed by American actors. Okay but communicated by an Italian director who I'm assuming had translators on the set. I don't think That's it was because it was well. I don't think it was yeah. I don't think it was made in Italy and had dubbing from four different languages. Okay. I think some of the dubbing was just off because of I assume the sound the cheapness of, of the, the of Yeah, the I film. assume they had to yeah. do overdubbing and so some of the lips didn't match up. But they didn't seem to be I'm speaking in another language. Okay. Ma- non-matching. They all seemed American. Um they just Man, a lot of people just held their teeth funny in this movie. I don't know. That girl had just a, those front teeth of hers were really she had some chompers. Really aggressively pointed. That girl weirded me out the whole time. <laughs> but then you had so many other weird people like Durag Earring Guy. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, um, so this movie came out or was made in the mid-90s. Couldn't have been mid-90s. But, These people do not look mid-90s. But because so much of the movies lifted from, yeah, that one uh, Italian shark movie is like from early 80s. <laughs> yeah. So you're seeing a lot of people who look like they're in the early 80s. So I almost wonder if, yeah, the, if Bruno here had to kind of make everyone look like they could be from the <laughs> yeah. 80s. We're really trying to cover several decades of footage here. But then like the gangsters that come in are very mid-90s when they come in. There's this weird kind of postmodern thing going on where everyone's just in their own era yeah uh you've got this guy that is a spitting hulk hogan dude looks like a young pretty much our our main hulk hero of the movie looks like um a dad's approach to looking like hulk like if hulk hogan didn't lift right right he's just a a 510 normal dad bodied guy if he was just a fisherman instead of a professional yeah wrestler. like you could tell he's somewhat active you know, tugging the boat lines, and so he's sure. he's not out of shape, but he's not 280 pounds and 6'5". Yeah. Right, he's never ripping his shirt off. He's never the tallest guy in a scene. But oh my god, he's a dead ringer. But he worked as a Hulk impersonator. I because so. you can't work as anything other than a Hogan impersonator when you look like this guy. Well, the same bleached haircut, the, the straightened same bleached blonde hair, blonde down Fu to Manchu looking, and yeah, the blonde handlebar. But just he really looked but like not him. just that. He's balding exactly the same as like 1984 Hogan. Seriously. He's got the bald spot and the same parted hairline. Same hairline as Hogan. And so if you got the same straight blonde hair with the same uh, 30-year-old unfortunate hairline, at that point you're just like, well, I have to grow a handlebar mustache. Like this is my life now. This, that's it, baby. In the I mid- mean, there's worse fates. So... Okay. I was a teen, 14, 15, <laughs> and I was killing time at Cottingtown Mall, the bad mall in, in our town. Sure. <laughs> it's the worst of the, of the malls, <laughs> you would agree. And so I was waiting to be picked up and walking around, and Willie Nelson walks by. I mean, Willie Nelson. I knew what Willie Nelson looked like, and it was he. Mm. Got the pigtail braids. I mean, Willie Nelson trying to not look like anything but Willie Nelson. Yeah. And I went up to this guy, 14, 15 years old, and was like, oh, my God, you're, you're Willie Nelson. Why are you in the Cottingtown Mall? And then he opened his mouth and couldn't have sounded less uh-huh. like Willie Nelson. Turns out I was talking to almost Willie, <laughs> the world's number one Willie Nelson impersonator. Holy shit. Who had an 8 by 10 with all of his information about Willie Nelson impersonating on the back of it. Holy cow. Just walking through the mall on his way to perhaps, I don't know, officiate a was wedding he, as he, Willie yeah. Nelson. Was he or, on tour <laughs> as I have no, Willie? I have no idea what kind of shows he does or uh, that would if he just shows mind. up to Farm Aid and is like gets pictures with people. I don't know. It's got to be a career. But he was just walking through the mall looking like Willie Nelson. American flag bandana, you know, little sweatband, oh, yeah. pigtails. Incredible. Yeah. Gave me he should have been in this movie. Right? Him and Hulk would have been a great team. And so this guy, a Hulk Hogan impersonator, is your, and he doesn't sound anything like him. He's not doing a Hulk Hogan impression. But when oh, you no. leave the house looking Brother. like this, you are entering into a bargain. <laughs> I mean, Hulk Hogan yeah. has established that look. Anybody else who does that look, you're doing a Hulk Hogan. You know, uh-huh, if, 100%. A lot of people in L.A. accidentally looked like they were doing Jack Nicholson. <laughs> it's like, nope, sunglasses, the balding, comeback. Sorry. 
he he nailed it. That's his thing. He got that. <laughs> but this is even so much. But this is so more much more uh, out of out of what normal folks stylize their facial and red right. hair as. Right. But we get some duds too, like Billy. <laughs> Woof. Billy has some of the greatest and the worst dialogue you've ever. This guy is such oh, a, a puckered, sneering little face for a good guy. He's like the fish nerd, and even his the oceanologist. Own, he's like even his own girlfriend Dreyfus. is like, is it me or the fish? Like his girlfriend is trying to get busy with him, and he's like, I gotta set up some shark cages. He's got a real bait. The movie acknowledges how like over his head he he is shooting when he landed her. Yeah, Everybody's really. just like, I can't believe she's hanging out with this Billy guy. And this guy could. She's a babe. She looks exactly like, or not exactly, but she reminded me of Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I got that. I was getting a I hard Winstead vibe. Big Winstead vibes. Yeah, Vanessa. And it was. Yeah. Uh, he could not be less interested in this total babe because he's like Ugh. an aspiring oceanographer. He's the Dreyfus, except what's great, Richard Dreyfus at every single point in Jaws, I got the sense that he was A, doing his best. And B, knew his limits, knew what he was talking about. Billy is the most wishy-washy know-it-all mm-hmm. we've ever gotten in a movie. This guy is the first to line to be like, hey, don't worry, I know a thing or two about fish. And then it's always a, well, it could be this, but it also could be this other very different thing. I don't want to say for certain. One of my favorite, yeah, the early part of that movie where they find the first body and the, the <laughs> sheriff brings Billy over because he's the fish expert. And he's like, he's like, I, I need to know your opinion. I, I think it might be a propeller. Well, I can't say for certain until I've seen it. <laughs> All right, Bill. Yeah, we know. <laughs> he's standing four feet away from it. Everybody. Just such a pompous That's why it never. Asshole. It, it felt like dialogue that's written when teachers have fifth graders do writing projects. Uh, like write a script. And it's very much like, hey, Bill. Hey, Frank. How are you doing today, Bill? I'm doing very good, Frank. Everybody always refers to each other by their name. Billy talks about Francis so much. Right. Hey, take another look at this, Francis. Yeah, I'd be like dropping Francis. I'd be like so Billy. Much. It's it's Sheriff. You you can call me Sheriff. Well, in, even in public. how many but times yeah. have I referred yeah, to you Francis. as Charlie today? <laughs> These people just can't stop saying their first names to each other, and it is insane. It is the mark of a like. Look, bash this screenplay out, but right. This guy's written. Well, every time you say someone's name, plays. you get a little further in the script. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I also love that this the writing is credited to Peter Benchley. Yeah, Benchley's, Benchley's got his name on this. Benchley's novel gets gets credit for inspiring Cruel Jaws. So. The Benchley estate is getting boutique Cruel Jaws. Maybe that <laughs> was Ray money for yeah, this. Maybe that's that. It wasn't Spielberg. It was Benchley the whole time. Like you put this thing out, I will squash you. I always love insane rights issues like. A Kanye West song samples one tiny Steely Dan riff. Oh, yeah. And the whole song is just written by Steely Dan. <laughs> so they get this great, like, Kanye full songwriting credit, you know? And this is just Peter Benchley's well, and then, Jaws 5. Speaking of that, they they uh, borrow a very specific musical cue. Oh, twice, my at God. Least. So I have not read anything about this. This was a joyous spoiler. So if you are even considering watching Cruel Jaws, don't let us ruin this moment for you. Because I've read nothing but this movie being rip-off of other shark movies. Okay, now the people are gone. Right. I did not read one single thing about them just stealing the theme from Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> 
in the middle of the movie as they're heading out to kill the shark. Well, they're very smart. They don't steal the whole thing. Just that very recognizable The most recognizable beginning, beginning horn riff yeah. of the theme to Star Wars. And then it like segues smoothly into a very similar song in the same key. Right, exactly. But yeah. the, but for five uh. seconds, it is a direct rip of the exact same recording that John Williams used. And they use it again. They come bold. back to that. It's a bold, bold move. Incredible. Yeah. And the movie is kind of filled with joys like that. Not just finding things that were recorded elsewhere, but <laughs> some lines of dialogue are just incredible. And the use of swearing... World class. Oh yeah, there's Swearing so in many movie good is F-bombs. Tremendous. Mm-hmm. I'll give him that. One of Billy's greatest moments is grabbing our. De- you know, it's got the great. The developer wants to turn this this water park into a sky rise. Right. It's got one of those great kind of '80s storylines. That's how you knew it was not '95. <laughs> that was a 1985 storyline. Exactly. You know the the rich asshole who owns everything. Trying to drive out the family-owned aquatic park. Mm-hmm. We did not get in 1995 any more elite town owner wants to you know bulldoze well, the ski mountain and put in a parking lot. If it was the 90s, they would have like bet on it through a series of ten boxing matches with the shark <laughs> over a 24-hour sure. period. <laughs> yeah, they would have digs down How this many thing. Shark bodies they could uh, come up with in a 24 hours. But yeah. Billy grabbing the developer after Vanessa's been, unfortunately, eaten by the shark. Yeah. And, Boy, uh, Billy Billy took that hard. That's yeah. A, him For yelling a guy that didn't Vanessa, give a shit about her while she was alive, he's pretty upset that she's Once she's, she's about dead. to get eaten by a shark, he can only scream her name. <laughs> yeah. Looks like he's angrily screaming at her. Vanessa! Vanessa, get out of the goddamn water! Yeah. Billy has this ability to be a total wiener. And then be like a really cool swearer. Yeah. Some people can't swear. Some people are bad at swearing. Uh, swears need to come from the heart. <laughs> they need to be organic. A place of anger. You know, I hate uh, I hate overly manufactured swears. You see them online. And in the written word, they just read like, holy shit balls. Just like, <laughs> God, don't. Right. Don't just cut it down. You know, we have a few good ones. Like, let's stick with them. So some people are just bad swearers. Billy is bad at everything else, but an expert swear. When he grabs that developer, what does he call him, Charlie? He gets right in his face. He just says, you fat fuck. <laughs> I lost it. I was like, are they calling people fat bucks in the 90s? Dude, Does that I that go that far it. back? I've never heard anybody just get in somebody's face yelling. The great thing is, that guy was like like 25 pounds overweight. Hardly, yeah. He, he had like a belly, man. He but is, just, you fuck. Yeah. He, he was it's like all of a sudden Tony Soprano face, coming man, at him. Yeah. And <laughs> it was beautiful. It slayed me. This guy who is... No more fat than any than most other people in this movie, uh, right, dude? What Got a takedown! What do you do? How do you recover after that? You just what if if somebody just grabbed me by the lapels in real life? You could this insult would just take down a person of any size, the heaviest man to the smallest lady, right? You grab them by their lapels and just call them a fat fuck in front of their family. I would, I would I would leave town. Yeah, even the other people in the scene are like, damn. Yeah. 
Just uh, it's wow. like, oh my god. There's I another moment can't live where, around here anymore. Where Billy calls the shark a motherfucker, and it's a beautiful it's motherfucker. A beaut. Yeah, yeah, it is like pitch perfect. Unfathomable that a guy so bad at conversing with every hu- living person in this movie is such a cool swearer. I've <laughs> never seen that combo. Usually well, the, the cool guys are the cool swears. The other thing this movie does really well is when you know there's a lazy script going around is when the same kind of threat is used three or four times. <laughs> oh, we get a... Oh, my God. And, uh, this town. <laughs> this town is... They got an obsession, this town. Do we learn the town's name, by the way? You can't escape Amity. It was like Harbor Bay or something. Harbor, right, yeah, right, right, right. Like, what's the most generic thing possible? But... Yeah. Uh, yeah, this town, the the main like bully who's this developer's son, and maybe other. I, I feel like he says it like four or five times, and other people might say it too. But this guy wants several people say it. This guy really wants to rip someone's balls off. We get so much talk about ripping somebody's ball. This is the only threat anybody in this town knows. Yeah. There's it's, so many shots of somebody going like, oh, "I'd like to rip that guy's balls off." <laughs> I'm gonna rip your balls. So. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like a real like regional slur. Totally, yeah. everybody in Harbor Bay is always just like, "Yeah, well, I'll rip your mother's balls off." <laughs> everybody, hey, no one's ripping these balls. Yeah, the whole movie is just people talk. Like, oh my god, then some girl like Beautiful. knees a guy in the balls and. A lot of yeah. ju- a lot of ball damage. Yeah, it was making me. A it's little like Bruno Mattei saw just. What do Americans like? And he saw like America's funniest home videos. And he's like, these <laughs> yeah. people get hit in the balls constantly. That classic America's funniest home videos where the guy got his balls ripped off. Won <laughs> $10,000. It was worth it. <laughs> Cuts back to Bob Saget like, if you ask me, that guy's lost his marbles. <laughs> Matei's like, it's in the movie. Like now I'm just thinking of Bob Saget just being like, that guy got his balls ripped off. <laughs> so stupid. All right. I can't believe how so much they kept go- Seriously, I, I, I'm a fan of regional anything. Oh, when they like did it like dude. the fourth time, it was like, are we are we drinking? Is this a drinking game? Should we be having a shot every time someone threatens to rip another man's balls off? Well, they had so they 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 could have solved this movie so much quicker when they were they go through the same thing. We can't shut Harbor Bay down. This is the right. Fourth of July. Most of yeah, most of the first hour, especially, is a direct. It's, it's sh- Jaws, Jaws yeah. remake essentially, and uh, with but also with the aquarium or the water park aspect of Jaws three. Yes, and uh, then we get like a government experiment angle. The, yeah. the shark was a baby shark on a naval vessel that was, I guess, sank. And nobody thought to recover the the shark experiment. Everybody glosses over every part of this experiment angle. Yeah, no one really bats an eye when they're like, wait a minute, we were training sharks to kill the enemy yeah. aboard secret Navy vessels. There's a and whole, one of those ran aground and the government hasn't come out to fix that at all. Like 75 minutes into this movie, suddenly we're like, wait a minute, isn't that where the Cleveland sunk? <laughs> you know what the Cleveland was carrying? A shark trained to be a killing machine. Like 75 minutes, yeah. somebody was finally like, you know what, I bet it's that killing machine it's shark. A really, I, I think that's a pretty cool little addition to this movie. Just like, yeah, fuck uh, it. Throw, yeah. In a, throw, throw it in as some genetically engineered super shark. You know, it makes more sense than the original Jaws just had no explanation. It was right. literally just a, Big these shark. sharks don't come in to feed. 
Like, no shark comes that big makes it into this bay. Right. Well, Jaws did, I guess. So, (laughs) you know. Yeah, exactly. This one, it's like, this shark was engineered to kill. And there's this conversation with the the mayor. We also get... Oh, who's this mayor? The guy that you referred... character. Dude, you referred to as an Amy Sedaris character. He actually... Yeah, it, it looks like... A it looks total, like Amy Sedaris in in like, a mustache mayor garb. It's a total fake old man makeup job. It looks like and Ray he's J- in the same suit every scene. He looks like Ray J Johnson. Oh yeah, the like he, you know, ah, you can call him. He, he comes in as the mustache. That the was great, funny for about five seconds. <laughs> the great like Doctor Jacoby, like round glasses, this salt and pepper sweat back hair, and he's noticeably you know five four. Yeah, yeah. There's this tiny little guy, like when you watch Smokey and the Bandit, and you realize, oh, geez, Paul Williams is like four foot ten. Yeah, you just this tiny guy in a suit. There's this one shot with like five dudes (laughs) in tight shot, and yeah, the mayor's just like looking up like a baby, (laughs) and you've got Hulk facing off against the developer, maybe. Yeah, it looked like it looked like a tail of the tape. When, oh, well, I thought the, I thought we were finally gonna get our. Yeah, it looked like a Hulk Street Fighter Mania. screen. When they tell you, "Hey, man, it's really hard to make a movie." This framing on this shot, like, you, yeah, Hulk Hogan and Billy are the two people talking, and for whatever reason, we cut into the tightest shot, so we're seeing just neck up on these two. Yeah, Billy on the right side of the screen, about two Hulk inches on from the each left. other's face, really close conversation, really tight quarters, <laughs> and in the back, like it's a photo booth. The mayor yeah. steps into frame. The developer comes into frame. One of like Hulk Hogan's uh, workers or sons or somebody shoves in. So you have five faces all finding their little hole in the screen. It was so bizarre. And the mayor has his little tiny head down at the butt, like in between their boobs, just kind of looking up, just like. They just kept crabbing. There's no reason we couldn't have just pulled back and shown everybody's legs. We did not need to have like. We weren't f- making a Beatles album. Or so we didn't need to everybody shoved into one frame. And there are just decisions like that the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And they're great. These people are... It's so weird. It's such a weird movie. And it's such a great thing to be a part of. There's a great... Sh- the Sheriff. Town Sheriff's really great. I do like the Sheriff. He actually seems like a guy I wouldn't be shocked if he turned up. I looked him up. He didn't. Mm. But I wouldn't have been shocked if he turned up in other movies. His His... Undoing is the best, one of the best scenes. Mm. Tell it. Wait, yeah, maybe my favorite kind of homage to the original Jaws yeah. is he is, for some reason, this town has a, a real obsession also with just finding the biggest chunk of beef possible and so putting it on a hook. meat, man. So first we get a scene of them doing that by boat, trying to bait the shark by boat. <laughs> then the sheriff gets the bright idea to do that by helicopter. Oh, man. I don't know what the plan here was exactly, except to have a chunk of meat on yeah. a hook tied to your helicopter <laughs> that then you dip into the water for the shark to grab. And yeah, when the pilot says we're going to need a bigger helicopter, <laughs> I was like, give this movie the Oscars. Yeah, give it. Just sweep the Oscars already with this thing. This, And sure enough, that damn shark pulls that helicopter pulls a whole into helicopter the water. In the ocean. It was awesome. The sheriff goes down. The whole shark coming out of the water and grabbing a meat hook from a helicopter. Oh. I don't care what Italian movie it came from. That would have looked cool in any Jaws movie. While the sheriff has like a... Uh, 
AK that he's trying to Cruel shoot the Jaws shark with. Jaws takes nothing but shotgun blasts. The only weapon this town has yeah. against sharks is shotguns. There's about seven different instances of the townspeople trying to kill this shark with a shotgun. Yeah. Two shotguns at different once. Different vantage at the points. End. Yeah. Two people from different angles just shotgun blasting this the, thing. The one guy's like, takes looks at the gun. Twelve gauge. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. One one thing that I really loved is when they were talking to him, when they're finally admitting like we might have a shark problem on our hands, and they're talking about the ways they can get rid of it. Somebody's like, "There's two ways to get rid of a shark: <laughs> kill it or starve it." I was like, you know, starving, it sounds like a really good option. Just maybe don't go into the water for the next few weeks. Take a break. Take a break from things. <laughs> starving, it seems like real good. Then the next hour is them just feeding it beef. <laughs> just, just huge sides of beef being thrown off of boats on hooks. They are giving it the meal of a lifetime. Yeah. They had two options. And they just were like, let's just throw, bo- let's get as many bodies and just extra bodies. Everybody Dead get out there. Dead animal bodies. Throw them in. Get out there. Do what you do. And why are, I've so I've never lived in a, we're, we're kind of coastal. We're very near the coast. Coast adjacent, um, sure. Um, but I've never lived in like the main coast. Are these people just fucking obsessed with regattas? <laughs> what is with these boat parades and regattas to these yeah. island folk? Yeah, this uh they these just cancel the regatta. It's just a bunch of it looks like chaos. It doesn't look like a nice looking parade. It's just a bunch of floating shit. Yeah. It looks terrible. You're risking shark death to put on the regatta. Oh my god. So you gosh. guys can have a windsurfing competition. The windsurfing which, competition is great. Which, wow, that was also the, the the scene where they yeah they finally have a just bully and and the cool guy the with big no, chaotic. God, that one boy had no chemistry with any lady. Oh no, that guy. It, the actors that felt like they were not necessarily dubbed in English. There were a few people that felt English second language. Mm. They were speaking English. There was a big uh, Swedish brute. Yeah. A distractingly large Thor type that's only in a... We had like three different scenes of a girl trying to get a guy to go swimming with her. Mm-hmm. And him like... Str- like You know what? That opening shot in Jaws? Let's just do that throughout the movie. Of a, <laughs> right. of a couple... Of, of a girl trying to skinny dip with a guy and him being like, oh, okay. And then the woman <laughs> dies every time. But this guy had his little Prince Valiant haircut. <laughs> Yeah, his bleach blonde Prince Valiant, and it was clearly a Swedish man who was given very little English. And that other boy, who was the the, I guess who we were supposed to be rooting for in the windsurf race, mm-hmm. he clearly was like, let's give him as few lines as possible. His English is very bad, <laughs> but I think they were all speaking English. It's it's hard to tell. These people all communicate with each other well, so they, badly. Yeah, and then that windsurfing scene was the big one, I think, that they took from the Italian shark movie because I was looking that up. Yeah. That seemed like the big crux of that movie. So, yeah, then you have – that was the best – also the most extreme example of lifting footage where you get this obviously 80s footage of the, sh- the windsurfing. Yeah. And then you get these two guys clearly on a soundstage – <laughs> just like moving their little windsurfing props around. No, not even like blowing wind in their hair or anything. I don't I don't know how windsurfing works. <laughs> well, you need like, wind. 
I don't know how they were all waiting at like I don't know how yeah. a windsurf they were all waiting still and then it was like go and then suddenly a bunch of windsurfing racers just took off. I was like, how do they hold a windsurf thing still? Yeah, I don't know. They took off like they had motors. So there's a lot I don't know about the world of competitive regatta windsurf racing. So I'm not gonna pretend to be an expert on it. I just yeah, to me the idea of going in the ocean is like I don't have to do Dumb that. Idea. Yeah. I mean, there's sharks in there. Yeah, even if there's not sharks, we live in Northern California where the water will kill you. Yeah. Just Violent. on its own. It, yeah. there, no animals need to be in the water to do anything. It mm-hmm. will freeze you and sweep you out to the the depths. And yeah, I, just I've that's, gone, that's a no I've go. I've gone snorkeling a few times. And even then, it doesn't take a fish very large to get me to, like, well, I've done my snorkeling on this vacation. Sure. Me and my sister saw a barracuda in Hawaii. Oh, yeah. And it was underwater, and through your mask, it looks magnified, of course. But we could see it in the distance, and it was kind of floating diagonally trying to get at something. And it was a very clear, like, well, hey, let's uh, let's <laughs> head on the in. Get out of here, yeah. I'm not just like, well, maybe I'll check out that reef down there. That was an immediate, like, nope, maybe the family of barracudas is down that way, so I'm going right. to mosey on up to the car. So... But even like ocean water like this, no, I was, no, no, no. Yeah, I was in Hawaii once and did a little body surfing. And afterwards, the guy's like, "Yeah, the other day, like a seal came up and just like bashed a dude while he was body surfing." <laughs> I was like, "I gotta worry about seals? Yeah, they're supposed to be the good guys." No, water. We are nah, the most out of our that. element we could be in water. Like, no, no, thank you. No, it's a you're you you're a major disadvantage. So. <laughs> All these people, I don't get the obsession with uh, people under. How do you underestimate a shark who's mm-hmm. out there with the with the non-ripped-off balls to, to <laughs> underestimate the a non-ripped-off balls the on this guy? The size of the attached balls in this town, because <laughs> the whole town they agree instead of following the idea of starving the shark, they instead basically issue a town mandate where we're like, all right, we're having a contest. Everybody in town catch this shark. Totally. It wasn't just in in Amity. It was like, what? No, we don't want people going out there. And this town's like, every all hands on deck. Exactly. We're Grab your shotguns. Grab your guns. And your meat. We're Get going the to biggest work. chunks of meat you have. And Billy being like, there's only two spots that the shark's vulnerable at. Don't even bother with the other stuff. Yeah. Can you imagine a guy who's like, nah, I didn't take the shot. Billy told me only one spot to hit a shark. Fill the shark with lead. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Or stay out of the water. Stay out. Starve the shark. I loved it, though. I (laughs) I love this film. It was a lot of fun. fun. All these recent kind of... We've had a great run of finds over the last decade. The boutique Blu-ray market, if anything, has made uh, film distributors mine the depths. Mm -hmm. And there is a startling amount of entertaining trash in these depths. So stuff like Miami connection is getting this life that it never otherwise would have had. And this is on par for me with something like Miami connection either easily. Right. It's quotable as hell. It's hilarious. I mean, we got some major, li- I was crying when, <laughs> yeah. when Billy, co- I had to pause the movie for three minutes when Billy called that guy. a fat Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> what a line. Can you imagine seeing that in a theater with people? People would be, be falling on the floor, man. I, I, I don't know if I can imagine seeing this one in the theater. <laughs> That's a tough one. Man, 
If we had only known of Cruel Jaws when we did our movie day. I was just going to say, for a, our 200th episode movie day, I think Cruel Jaws needs to be this on the This needs ballot. an audience. This movie needs to be enjoyed with people. But this is a joyous experience. This is one of those so bad movies that totally delivers on... If you watch a bad... All those Sharknado and Croctopus movies, they are all trying so hard to be winkingly entertaining. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. It's so self-aware and it's bad. The sincerity of a guy like, look, we don't have a budget. I'm going to steal a lot of footage. But I want to make a shark movie. I want to do- get on this shark craze. Mm-hmm. And he did it. And for going in knowing it's just some guy cheaply throwing together a shark movie there's nothing better yeah i gotta say it was a lot more entertaining and uh seamless than i expected it to be as far. i i really did expect to just see entire sequences you know, lifted from jaws or right. jaws 3 or characters whatever. changing uh between scenes but and... uh yeah it actually flowed really well for me very entertaining <laughs> like very i and, much. and like i like i said like i actually kind of liked I liked all the stupid stuff they did with the gangsters. Yeah, bringing uh, it. It turns out the mob is developing this hotel. Yeah, yeah. If if the it's not just a jerk town developer. He's be he's in bad with the mafia. How cool would that have been if in the original Jaws, the, there's a scene where the mayor's like visited by the Godfather, Dude, who's just like, right? you cannot close the beaches. We lose all this money that we invested in this town. Cruel that, Jaws that makes, makes a lot of sense. sense, man. Yeah. Cruel Jaws has a couple different twists to the story. That like, that's pretty good. They seem crazy, but they make a lot of sense. Yeah. And the Mafia Don has his own five-foot-tall henchman. <laughs> yeah. This guy's even smaller than the mayor. <laughs> He's the shortest man I've seen. Maybe in a it was seat. the same actor. <laughs> just this guy is makeup. so tiny. And he's always wearing, like, resort wear. Yeah. He came dressed he's for the job. He's wearing, like, Jerry Stiller resort wear. <laughs> He's dressed and like his, and his friend with the the white t shirt, black ve- leather vest look. Yeah, beautiful stuff. That kind of thing seems more '90s hood. Right. That's the kind of hood you see in Walker, Texas Ranger. Those this, guys were very nice. This tiny guy. Who is this man? Where did they find this guy? Brilliant. It's the kind of ineptitude that really does cross over into just the best kind of viewing experience. Uh. Couldn't recommend this thing enough. Again, it's out now on Blu-ray. You can finally watch Cruel Jaws without it having to be a bootleg right. uh, rip. I know. Just and, so cool to finally get to see this movie and be like, oh, this is a, this was a real thing. Okay. Yeah, this wasn't this just a rumor. It's yeah. beautiful. And it's all happening. You know, Vinegar Syndrome's releasing. They just released Surf 2. There's been talks. Grizzly 2 is coming out. You know, we're going to get... I'm sure eventually you'll get the Jerry Lewis... The day the clown <laughs> cried. Yeah. It's come close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this stuff's out there. And I'm so glad we get to see trash like this. Because it. there are actual gems out there. And I think this is a real gem. It is as bad as advertised in ways that they can't even describe. Mm-hmm. But for 90 straight minutes, it, I was entertained the whole time. Like I said, perfect summer movie. Perfect summer movie. It actually movie. ended up being the best thing we could have watched today <laughs> yeah. on a beautiful summer day. I feel so bad for Tales from the Hood, but the idea of watching <laughs> that today, it just felt so... We had talked about doing that for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, we'll get Cruel there. Jaws. We'll get there. But it came to this. It Go did. see Cruel Jaws. It, it'll, it'll warm up your summer vacation. It's a real movie. <laughs> it's a, it exists. It's out there for anybody to see on Tubi. Yeah. It's just there. 
I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. Thank you, guys. Good night. <laughs>